Welcome to the Eric Erickson Show podcast, Hour One. Hello, America. Welcome. It is Eric Erickson here. The phone number, if you want to be on the program, it is an open line Friday, 877-973-7425. You get to participate in shaping the show on a Friday as long as you're sane, sober, and can get past the call screener. <laughs> as always, text Eric, E-R-I-C-K, to 33777 so you can follow me around social media and the like. I, I want to begin playing off of something we talked about yesterday, tie in several stories together because I'm actually kind of fascinated by this. It used to be at one point in this nation's political life, Democrats were presumed to be the party that had the back of the working class. They tended to be pro-union, uh, pro-blue collar, the Republicans were the Episcopalians who were very wealthy and, and white-collar, uh, worked in suburban uh, white-collar financial jobs, and the roles over time have been reversed, and Democrats still think they have the back of the working class, and increasingly they don't. And I want to string together several different stories to point this out to you, and it goes to Rui Tierra's point about the Democrats uh, seeing a massive shift to the Democrats, or, or to the Republicans, rather. In fact, there's this story from Axios about a dramatic realignment of swing uh, working-class districts towards the GOP. Nine of the top ten wealthiest congressional districts are now represented by Democrats. Republicans now represent most of the poorer half of the country, according to median income data provided by Representative Mar Marcy Capture's office. The last several decades have ushered in a dramatic political realignment as Republicans have broadened uh, their appeal to a more diverse working class and Democrats have become the party of wealthier, more educated voters. It's true. 64% of congressional Democrats with median incomes below the national median are now represented by Republicans, a shift in historical party demographics. The problem for the GOP on this is that those voters are less likely to vote than upper-income college-educated voters. The GOP has to mobilize them. Uh, and they should not be uh, poo-pooing um, voter collection, voter harvesting, ballot harvesting, things like that, which uh, some of them are. you got to get those voters to turn out. There are more of them than the Democratic Party voters, but they are far less likely to vote than the Democratic Party voters. But look at what the Democrats are doing, and I want to spend a little more time on this from yesterday. Uh, the IRS regulation that the Biden administration is imposing is if you get $600 or more on a cash transfer app like Cash App, Venmo, Apple Pay, even uh, Ticketmaster, eBay, things like that, you're going to have to get a 1099 now from that company, and it can cause problems. For example, you get a 1099, you work for a contractor, the contractor pays you through Venmo. You're going to get a 1099 from the contractor for $600, and you're going to get a Venmo 1099 for $600. Makes you look like you made $1,200. You're going to have to be able to account for that paperwork. This isn't about tax cheats. And what's remarkable in my point here is that Democrats, when the news came out and Republicans said this is a bad idea, immediately rushed you. Why do you think these people shouldn't pay taxes? Are you in favor of tax cheats? It's like, what happened to you people? You used to understand this. The IRS used to put the cap at $20,000. They've lowered it from $20,000 to $600. Here's what happens. 
you sell something on eBay for $800 that you bought five years ago for $1,000. eBay has to now report that $800. But you don't have your receipt from five years ago for this thing you bought and never intended to sell back then. And now you've got to pay taxes on $800 or hire an accountant to convince the IRS that you actually had a loss of $200. Good luck with that. Good luck, middle class, trying to convince the IRS of that without having to hire people with the resources you don't have. You're a 70-year-old grandmother who cleans houses part-time to make ends meet. You take your payments on Venmo. Well, now you're going to have to hire an accountant to have to sort all this stuff out. If your kids have sent you money on Venmo, friends have sent you money on Venmo, you better be, you better have your records detailed to be able to keep this stuff out. What we used to understand, what Democrats used to understand is that the rich and the established entrepreneur tended to have resources to be able to do this. But the middle class, the new entrepreneur, the person in the gig economy did not. And now the Democrats have rushed to, well, you middle class blue collar person, you're just a tax cheat. No. It's about the paperwork burden. It's about the hurdles to the middle class. And the Democrats have forgotten that. And now this gets me back to electric vehicles as well. We were able to buy our daughter a car. A lot of people aspirationally want to buy their kid their first car. It tends to be used. It tends to not be in fantastic condition. But because of the shift to electric vehicles and the demands, a lot of people are going to start buying more used cars than ever before because they don't want to make the shift to electric vehicles, which is going to raise the price of the used car market. And some people will buy their kid a cheap electric vehicle based on the Democrats' guidelines to essentially eliminate the internal combustion engine in vehicles within the next 10 years. Where are you going to charge your cars? And this is the other remarkable part of this is up until now, the solution from Democrats is, well, you'll go home at night, you'll plug in your car, it will charge overnight, and you'll be able to go to the office tomorrow. Well, what if you have two cars? What if your kid has one too? You don't have enough power in your house to be able to do that. You don't have enough high-speed chargers. So they're like, well, you'll just have to charge it when you go to the office. Your car's parked outside all night. Those lithium batteries don't hold their charge. If it gets cold at night, you wake up the next morning, you can't go to work. What do you do? Well, you'll just take the bus. What if you live in a suburban area and they don't have great bus? Well, that's on you. You should have lived in the city. Where the empathy go for the middle class and the working class in America from the Democratic side? They now want to use government to compel you into a city, which a couple of years ago they were telling you to get out of because of COVID. Now they want you to come back and use public transportation. You can't afford the car. You can't afford the paperwork hassles for the gig economy. You got to go back and be an automaton scrubbing floors for somebody who pays you with a W-2 because you can't afford to navigate the cost of this. The Democrats used to be the party that fundamentally understood the cost of doing business for the poor, the working class, and the middle class should be different than the cost of doing business for the rich. And now they think you're a tax cheat if you point that out. Now they think your family can be compelled by the government to buy a particular type of vehicle. I'm in a rental car. I'm very angry with the car dealership I'm using. Uh, they haven't even looked at my car yet. Uh, so I, there's this car dealership, Hutchinson. I'm going to name them because I'm mad. Took my car there. 
the steering wheel locked up. It's apparently a very simple fix, but they've decided they have to tow it into the shop. I told them on Monday this was going to happen. Today is Friday. They haven't even taken it into the garage yet because they say they have to have a tow truck to come take it in. I told them that was going to happen. So a week without my car, I'm in this crummy rental car. But I timed it today. Took me a minute, 19 seconds to go from empty to full, 15 gallons in a minute, 19 seconds, and then I was back on the road. You can't do that with an electric vehicle. The physics make it impossible. Even a Tesla, which has the highest speed charging of any electric vehicle, can't do that. So you're telling a middle-class family, you can't buy your kid an internal combustion engine car now. You've all got to have electric vehicles. You don't have charging capacity at your house. You don't have charging capacity at apartment complexes. The apartment complexes are finishing or are figuring this out. Apartment complexes are realizing they can't afford to put in high-speed chargers in apartment complexes because the government at best will give you a tax credit next year for the money you put out this year, and a lot of them don't have the money to put out this year. Parking garages are now suddenly realizing that they have to be careful how they arrange their electric vehicles because they're heavier than other vehicles, and the weight of all the electric vehicles can cause structural problems if they encourage too many electric vehicles. Had a person listening in Philadelphia yesterday when someone brought up this point and called me and said he actually works in a building where they do not allow electric vehicles in the building. Why? Because the hookup charges and the the regulatory charges for putting in electric charging in the building were so burdensome and costly, it was easier to put up a $50 sign saying no electric vehicles allowed in the parking garage. The Democrats used to understand this stuff. They used to attack the Republicans for being aloof and out of touch and not relatable to the working class, and suddenly it's the Democrats. I have to express, I I really was surprised by the number of Democrats yesterday who, when I pointed out these issues with this $600 requirement with 1099s and pay services, really thought I was defending tax cheats. They have no idea the burden, the regulatory costs. And we had callers calling into the program about this situation that uh, the the person with, with, with the loss on eBay. How do you record this now? The odds are you're going to pay taxes on the $800 even though you lost money because you don't have the receipts. And you don't have an accountant who can tell you that there's this thing called the Cohen rule that you can navigate around. You don't. You can't afford the accountant. What about the 40-year-old mother who makes ends meet by driving part-time for Uber? Now she's got to document all of this stuff. She can't just pay the taxes on it, keep up with it, and pay the taxes. She's got to have all the extra uh, paperwork. What about the, the housekeeper? whose family sends her money on Venmo. She's got to now keep up with paperwork in ways she hasn't had to in the past and probably hire an accountant who is expensive to navigate stuff. What she's going to wind up doing is paying taxes on money she doesn't owe because it's easier and less costly than the burden of hiring the tax preparer to help her. Democrats used to understand that. It literally is why the IRS had a rule that didn't apply this until $20,000 because they understood the burden to the middle class, the poor, and the gig people in the gig economy. And now they've changed it all. They're burdening the middle class. The forced push into electric vehicles. There's actually a trade association for electric vehicles, and they projected the, the goal the government wants is 62% of vehicles be electric by 2032. The Trade Association for Electric Vehicles 
actually projected that this wouldn't happen until 2050, and they would be hybrids that ran on fossil fuels and batteries. The Biden administration says, no, we want 100% electric by 2032. For the own trade association for electric vehicles, that goal is too ambitious. The Biden administration doesn't care. It drives up costs to everyone. It drives up burdens to everyone. It makes used cars more expensive, and they're already too expensive right now. It messes with auto manufacturers who will have to build new plants because their current plants aren't capable of producing the volume, let alone uh, the electric cars. We don't have the lithium. In Maine, they found a lithium mine, and the environmentalists stopped them from digging it. We have to depend on China. This makes us more dependent on China. It undermines our national security. It undermines our national integrity. How did the Democrats forget all of these things? Republicans, you have a way forward in 2024 with a compelling message to a lot of people in the middle class and the working class and in the suburbs. If you don't blow it with crazy candidates, you have a real message. Everyone is so focused today on abortion. Everybody's so focused today on trans issues. The economy and crime continue to be dominant issues. And when you tie this into these real-world practical implications for people, particularly because before they vote in 2024, they will have filed their taxes and had to go through this 1099 process for the first time. You have a message that works if you just don't blow it with insane, crazy candidates who want to run on stolen elections and nonsense like that. You have an opportunity to relate to the middle class at their level talking about their issues because the Democrats have clearly forgotten. Maybe they only pretended in the past, but right now they have clearly lost touch with the burdens of what it's like to be an entrepreneur, to be in the working class to be living paycheck to paycheck. They simply don't seem to get the burdens they are imposing on these families, and that's an opportunity for the GOP if they dare to do it. I keep having friends tell me they realized I was right. Every time you wash sheets from Bowling Branch, they get softer and softer. They're the most luxurious sheets, the highest quality, incredible craftsmanship with just unmatched softness, 100% traceable organic cotton. It gets softer with every wash. I tell you guys that it's true. I can tell you it's a big difference, and I have bought different pairs of sheets to try to find some best. I keep coming back to my Bowling Brand sheets. They're incredible. They're buttery to the touch, super breathable. They're perfect for cooler weather and warmer weather. Why the drape? You actually feel like you've got something, a substance on you, so you can snuggle in, but you don't get overwhelmingly hot during the during the summertime, and it's just the perfect weight under the blanket as well during the wintertime. I love Bowling Brand sheets. They're so luxurious. They're loved by four U.S. presidents. Got over 10,000 raving reviews. Right now, get 15% off your first order when you use promo code ERIC, E-R-I-C-K, at BowlingBranch.com. That's BowlingBranch, B-O-L-L-A-N-D, Branch.com. The promo code is ERIC, E-R-I-C-K. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Welcome to the program. It is an open line Friday here at the show. Let's get some phone calls in here. Let's start with Gordon. Welcome to the show, Gordon. Hi, Eric. Thanks for taking my call. Sure. Hey, uh, so here, here's my position or, or perspective on everything. And you've kind of spoken to a lot of it in the past few weeks. Um, you've said people were people, you felt like people were giving up. And um, I think the part of that is, is that ever since Joe Biden came in, in office, he has just gone like 
all out, all in, everything from the from hours within the office, he started making dramatic changes in, in, in lifestyles, in jobs, in everything that has to touch the country as a whole. And it just seems like he's trying to get to a place where we've gone so like you're swimming out in the ocean and you've gone too far and you can't make it back. He's trying to get us to that place, it seems like. And when you get us out that far, and it, will a new president be able to, a new Republican president, will they be able to bring us any way back to the, to the mainland to get us any relief? I don't know. It seems like they're just going to put so many things in place, lifestyle changes and everything, that make it so inconvenient to try to back out of anything, most anything, that he wants, it doesn't matter who gets in office, DeSantis or anybody. It just seems that way. And as far as the voting goes, that last round of voting goes when we had here in Georgia and anywhere, anywhere where there's a Republican person and everybody said integrity mattered, it does. But I think people maybe are losing some of their 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 fight because they just see things are becoming like, wow, he's going so far so fast, we can't even keep up with him. And by the time we catch up to him, it'll be too late. Yeah, you know, I got to be honest with you. That's a really good point. I do think they're rushing as hard as they can to lock in stuff. Uh, and that's one of the arguments I think is compelling for why the Republicans need to move on from Trump, because if he were to get elected again, he would constitutionally only be able to have four years uh, completely precluding uh, an eight-year possibility for a president. You're, it's going to take time to undo a lot of stuff that the Biden administration has put into place. A lot of it, thankfully, though, has been done at the executive level, so the next executive can't undo it as long as they follow the process. That was one of the problems with Trump as well during his four years is he tried to undo some of the things Obama did and could have done them in three different cases at the Supreme Court. John Roberts all three times said, you can legally do what you are doing, but not the way you did it. There's a process to follow. And Trump didn't follow the process, including on DACA, the um, the the immigration policy of the Obama administration. The Supreme Court clearly, nine to zero, said he could do it. Uh, but on a five to four decision, said he did it the wrong way. Uh, he should have learned his lesson the last time, but he didn't. Um, which is why you got to have somebody in there who's who could spend eight years and unroll, unravel a lot of the stuff. That's that's we got to undo the damage again. Also, if the Republicans were to get back Congress, which is likely, they could hold the House and gain the Senate if if Republicans exercise some good discernment in candidates. Legislatively, they can roll back regulations, and it's not filibusterable in the Senate. You cannot filibuster the rollback of regulations within the first 90 days of a new Congress. Republicans have got to take back the House and the Senate in 2024 with the GOP president. Hi there. Welcome across the nation. I hope you're ready for the weekend. The phone number 877-973-7425. It's an open line Friday, and I'm going to go to Joy next. Joy, welcome to the show. Hey, thank you so much, Eric. So I have some friends that um, the husband had a very serious brain injury, and so they got together a Venmo thing, and a whole lot of us are sending them money every month. Are they going to have to make that income and pay taxes on it? So they will have to be able to show it wasn't income; it was gifts. You don't have to pay you don't have to pay taxes on gifts. Uh, but if the IRS okay. were to come calling about it, uh, they're going to have to be able to show that. That that's the problem here, is that you will have to document that these were this was not income from people; it was gifts. Um, that's why the IRS threshold used to be so high. 
so that people didn't have to worry about the paperwork. But now if the IRS right. wants to come call in, they'll have to show it. And, and they may have to use a tax preparer who is competent enough to recognize that that money doesn't count. I'll tell you what's happened to me. Uh, like I've gotten a 1099 before that I didn't even realize I had gotten, so it didn't get yeah. into my filing. And about six months later, I got an IRS letter from the IRS and said, hey, uh, we have a 1099. It doesn't look mm. like you accounted for this money. Uh, you owe mm-hmm. taxes. And they were right in my case. I, I did. I totally forgot about the 1099. Uh, but for a lot of people, they're going to say, well, this isn't income. I'm not going to pay it. And so six months later, they'll get a letter from the IRS saying, hey, uh, we've got this extra income that you didn't list, and then you'll have to get someone to write a letter and say it wasn't income. It was gifts. Okay. And what about Zelle? Is that going to be the same thing? Every – all of it. Um, all about of it. the only okay. way you'll be able to get around this is if you share a checking account and, and you do internal bank transfers between accounts – uh, that won't so apply, a check for, won't work. If I just wrote a check and gave it to him, that wouldn't be that wouldn't work either. No, no, no. A, a check is fine as long as it's bank okay. to bank. It's fine. It's these third okay. party cash services that are going to be the problem. Okay. And one other quick question, if if, if I can. Yeah. Uh, you, back in the summer, you said your daughter attended a science camp, and they yes. all said we're going to get electric cars, and she said no, I'm going to get gas. And in about two or three sentences, you you she said the whole thing in a summary of 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 the issue with electric cars. Could you say that again or print it somewhere so I can have oh, it? That was just brilliant. I, I will. Yeah, I'll, I'll have to find it. But her basic point was that uh, she's going to get gas because it's quicker to fill up. It's going to be cheaper and the electric grid can't handle it. If we all went to electric cars um, and so it's not economical and it's not even physically possible. And the professor actually agreed with her. Right. I remember that. That was great. Yeah. Okay, I, I was, so I was proud of her. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much, Joy. Appreciate it. 877-973-7425. Robert, you're up next. Welcome. Yeah, hey. I work with low-income people in financial. But anyway, there are millions of low-income people that don't use banks. They're mm-hmm. either not eligible or they don't have enough cash to go to the bank. They don't use banks. and They're using these pay services for everyday expenses, for their utilities and mostly and other debts that they go to, you know, Walmart or wherever and, and just pay the electric bill and the gas bill. And apparently those are all going to, over the course of a year, that's several hundred dollars for each of them. Mm-hmm. They don't, millions of them don't have to file tax returns. Or if they do, they use like a 1040 easy because they're under the threshold of paying taxes. Mm-hmm. Nobody's discussed the incredible amount of paperwork, paper shuffling, that that's going to generate with these people just trying to get by day to day. And if you get 10, 1099s at IRS, they're going to send you an inquiry. So you're going to get some low-income person that's pretty much out of the system legally. And they're going to start getting an inquiry from the IRS. Why didn't you file a tax return? You know, what what, what are all these 1099s for? You were just paying your electric bill every month. So. Mm-hmm. No, every the discussion has been about the middle class and upper class tax evaders. It's going to really impact these low income people who who don't have any paperwork and don't have the skills or the resources to deal with the IRS. Anyway, so that's, that's such a good point, Robert. You're you're right on that, and that that's that's been my concern, and it really is. Uh, it, it, it's it's my frustration, I guess, with so many of the progressives who are responding on this. 
who don't understand this is not about people cheating on their taxes. It's about the incredible paperwork burden on poor people who've never had to deal with this paperwork burden. Uh, It's it's great for someone who's a coastal elite who's never walked a day in the shoes of someone who's poor or middle class to say, well, I mean, I don't have this problem, but you're going to have these sorts of problems uh, for the poor and middle class. It's so unfortunate. Uh, to be able to, to that we're at this point now. If you're on the line, just just, just be with me for a minute because I got to get to some other news here that um, we need to talk about. And I am I, this is another one of those things where I've been surprised with the reaction of the left on uh, the paperwork burden. I'm actually kind of disappointed in some conservative friends of mine on this one. Let me play you some audio. This is uh, Merrick Garland, the attorney general from late yesterday. Today, the Justice Department arrested Jack Douglas Teixeira in connection with an investigation into alleged unauthorized removal, retention, and transmission of classified national defense information. Teixeira is an employee of the United States Air Force National Guard. FBI agents took Teixeira into custody earlier this afternoon without incident. He will have an initial appearance at the U.S. District Court for the District of Massachusetts. I want to thank the FBI, Justice Department prosecutors, and our colleagues at the Department of Defense for their diligent work on this case. This investigation is ongoing. We will share more information at the appropriate time. That was uh, the Attorney General. This is the Pentagon spokesman. This was a deliberate criminal act, a violation of those guidelines. Uh, and so, again, I think that's important to understand. Now, we will continue to do everything we can to ensure that, that people who have a need to know uh, when it comes to this kind of information have access to that. Um, we're always going to learn from every situation. Um, but again, um, this is something that we'll continue to look at. But you are taking steps to tighten that I guess, population who might have access to this level of information. That, that's accurate. Again, we continue to review those distribution lists, update them, make sure there's a need to know. But again, let me just emphasize my point um, that this was a, you know, we have rules in place. Uh, each of us signs a non-disclosure agreement, anybody that has a, uh, has a security clearance. Uh, and so uh, all indications are, again, this is a criminal act, a willful violation of those. Uh, and, and again, a re- another reason why we're continuing to investigate and support DOJ's investigation. One more. This is from uh, Admiral Stavridis. I'm mispronouncing his name. Forgive me. I think that as you look at what will come out of this, there'll be some significant tactical information that flows across the wires to Russia. Russia will use this to try and drive wedges between the U.S. and some of our allies who are named in it. Uh, There'll be some uh, heightened awareness of the war and so forth. But that basket, I think, is smaller as a concern than um, the classification, the tightening up. I, I think this is a fairly significant leak, Willie, in terms of um, uh, opening a new can of concerns. Here you've got a very young individual who has access somehow, perhaps through a burn bag, perhaps through his duties in the IT world, but then he is printing it, tearing it out, uh, photocopying it, and putting it in private chat rooms. That's a tough problem to crack from a counterintelligence perspective. And- now, it, it, 
there are a lot of people who are shocked a 21-year-old in the Air National Guard could have access to classified information. Uh, there are 18-year-olds in the military who have classified access. Uh, th- this is this is not something highly unusual. What's notable is the immediate reaction from the White House and everyone else last week that Reuters ran with was, oh, it was the Russians. The Russians did this. The Russians sold it. Actually, no. 21-year-old Air National Guardman from Massachusetts. The press wanted you to know he's from a conservative religious household in a way they did not want you to know the shooter in Louisville, Kentucky, was a Black Lives Matter supporter who aided Donald Trump. Fascinating what the press chooses to report on whom. What I am really deeply disturbed by are my conservative friends who have rushed out to retweet people like Glenn Greenwald and others who have never had uh, any sort of sympathies to American national intelligence and American national security. Uh, And it is, it been deeply sympathetic to the Russians in the past. I'm not sure why conservatives want to embrace people who have been sympathetic to Russia for years to dismiss this as some sort of big deal. It actually was a big deal. Some of the documents this guy made public were documents generated within the last 40 days on Ukrainian military operations. They actually showed that we had special forces in Ukraine, something we've long denied. And in fact, the Biden administration is now rushing to walk back and say, oh, no, no, actually, they're just they're at the embassy. They're they're not anywhere. Yeah, right. I've seen people say, well, why shouldn't the American people be allowed to have this information? Why do we even keep secrets from the American people? These are some willfully naive idiots out there. The problem is not that the American public get access to the information. The problem is the Russians and the Chinese and the Iranians get access to the information. I mean, the initial conclusion from the Biden administration was the Russians must have gotten this information. There must be some spy in there that we don't know about. And it turns out, no, it's just a 21-year-old know-it-all who wanted to prove to his friends how cool he was, who put at at risk the lives of American troops. I can't make this more clear for some of you who just want to hate the Biden administration and hate the national intelligence operations of the United States and hate on the war in Ukraine. This guy's leak put at risk the lives of American soldiers, sailor, airmen, and special forces who are in Ukraine right now. We've denied these people are there. This intelligence proves they are there. They can now be targeted by the Russians, and some of you are peddling people who are sympathetic to Russia saying, oh, it's no big deal. He didn't really do anything. He's the victim here. America's adulteress Marjorie Taylor Greene is out blasting the arrest of this guy, saying he didn't do anything wrong. Marjorie Taylor Greene didn't know adultery was wrong. Maybe she shouldn't be listened to. This guy put American lives at risks. He undermined our alliances with others by showing we're spying on them in ways they did not know. He fundamentally disrupted American intelligence gathering operations, all to show that he was the big man in a chat group. It blows my mind that conservatives, patriotic conservatives who have been pro-military, are the ones who are peddling the talking points of Russian apologists on this, like Glenn Greenwald or Marjorie Taylor Greene. This guy put at risk the lives of Americans inside Ukraine, undermined our intelligence gathering operations, 
and people think he's the victim? No, he's a criminal. He's probably going to go to prison, deservedly so, for the rest of his life, all because he wanted to be the big man in a chat group. And conservatives who are circulating the dismissive attitudes of anti-American propagandists should be ashamed of themselves for doing so, paying no attention to the actual facts that some of the data was within 40 days ago showing the movements of American troops helping Ukrainians. But why let facts get in the way of being sympathetic to a traitor? Now, Jim, where are we going? I heard you and then I missed you. Was it Patriot? Patriot Mobile, that's what it is. That's what I got to tell you about. We are going to Patriot Mobile. Go to patriotmobile.com slash Eric. Sorry, my, my, my wires are getting crossed as my blood pressure goes up on people dismissive of the stuff. Let's talk about real patriots who fight every day for veterans, first responders. Uh, if you're a Christian conservative, you can go to patriotmobile.com slash Eric today, and you can get your cell phone service from them. You grow their profits, they grow the conservative movement. That's the deal. They share your values. They contribute directly to the causes you care about. You can even take your existing phone number to them and get uh, guaranteed great service. Your cell phone company you're using right now probably already uses the same cell tower, so you don't have to worry about coverage. You can go to patriotmobile.com slash Eric, and you can see all the way down to your house. Put in your, your address. They'll show you how good the coverage is all the way down to your house. 5G, data voice, you name it. And... You can go to 972-PATRIOT if you want to do it on the phone, 972-PATRIOT. They have 100% U.S.-based customer service. Tell them I sent you. You get that great service, and you get free activation with my name, patriotmobile.com slash Eric. Welcome. It is Eric Erickson here. Don't forget to sign up for the email. Text DATA to 33777. Let's go to, I got time for Stacy here. Stacy, welcome to the show. How are you? Hey, I want you to brace yourself. I'm going to talk about Riley Gaines, who you had on the show this week. And I'm I might mention, myself. or I might, I want to talk about penises and vaginas. Oh, you got to be diplomatic in that. We got kids I listening. Will. I'll, I'll be very diplomatic. I just want to raise awareness with parents across Georgia and our nation. The Title IX changes are, are being proposed. Public comment is open until May 15th. Would you consider uh, using your army of activists and call of action to help direct parents across the country toward the public comment section? Already, the Biden's administration interpretation of the Dear Colleague letter that started with Obama, uh, they're allowing boys into girls' sports, girls in, uh, boys into girls' hotel rooms, boys into girls' and women's dormitories, locker rooms, bathrooms. It holds the students' rights to privacy above a parent's right to know about this important issue with their child, irregardless of whether the parent would affirm the child's choice to change genders. Um, it, it's going to keep the parents in the dark. Um, right now in a conservative Georgia county, our school system is affirming and keeping from parents um, if their child is switching genders at school. Mm -hmm. In the Chico School District in California, a mother has had to file suit because uh, their 11-year-old daughter was encouraged to transition in their elementary school during a tough time in the family's life. Uh, and she's having to bring a lawsuit to get that corrected. I, I think there's little hope for that in the state of California. But would you please consider, now I, I I'm no biologist, that I have given birth to boys and I married a man. Don't ask me how I know how. But <laughs> there's differences. 
And right. um, it's just going to squash out and erase women and all the work that our feminist and pro-women um, activists have made over the decades. It's just going to erase us from the podium. Um, if you would, please consider that call to action so parents can be aware. And I to will wake absolutely up, do that. This is happening, and it's going to happen to your child. Mm-hmm. If they're confused or persuaded, you won't be allowed to know as the parent. Yeah, yeah listen, Stacy, I appreciate that very much. Thank you for calling in, and, and I will, I'll track all that down and put it together. It is uh, just deeply frustrating to me that we're this is a level of madness being embraced by the left and they're coming for your kids the united states supreme court years ago ruled that parents have an affirmative right to be involved in their children's lives and to be the guardians of their children that the state cannot impose the state on the uh, on on the family unit against a parents' wishes, with a very limited exception, the state of Washington last night just passed a law that will take children from their parents if the child wishes to transition and the parent objects. The state will sever the parental rights. They passed that law last night. I'm not making that up. This is a huge issue. Uh, they are coming for your kids, and your kids need to be protected. And this is an issue that transcends left-right divides because there are actually a lot of liberals out there who are with us. They don't like us, but they're hoping we win this fight, and behind the scenes they'll help us. They're furious with this too. It makes no sense to have biological boys in girls' sports given there actually is a physical advantage to the male body.